Hey everybody and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver and I'm here with my co-anchor and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey everybody. How's it going? You know, it's going really well. I built myself a little website today so that uh, it's easy for everybody to know how to get a reading with me. Since Great. it's easy for them to know how to get a reading with you. Now I've made it very easy to know how to get a reading with me, so I'm very excited. Excellent. Well, very good. Well, they're going to hear you read tonight, so I'm going well, to... Well, okay. Yeah, this is a cold case, and it's a cold read, so I'm going to present this case to Christy, and then ask her a few questions about it, and have her read uh, what she believes happened to this individual. Okay. So this is the case of... Natalie Marie Perez. She went by Natty, so I'm going to try to uh, just call her that. She has been missing, well, she was born in 1992. She's been missing since June 1st, 2012. Yeah, she went missing uh, from Miami, Florida. Oh, yeah, she's been missing for nine years. Uh, The classification is endangered missing. Uh, From the Charlie Project? Yes. Okay. Yep. She has a really sad story. So she was an aspiring singer. She had big dreams of making it as a senior, a singer. And when she graduated Mm -hmm. from high school, she moved to Miami to try to pursue that dream. And she had told a friend that uh, she had a friend that she'd already been offered a job that she was really excited about. So she felt like things were really happening for her. But after she started living there, things got weird. She wasn't posting on social media anymore. And she had been posting tons and sharing her life and her move and her dreams. And she's so excited and suddenly nothing. And her family thought that was really weird. And they were having a hard time staying in contact with her. They had a hard time reaching her. And then when she would call or when they would get a hold of her, she acted really evasive. And sometimes they even felt like somebody was telling her what she was supposed to say. Like it really seemed like Mm. something wrong. And so her aunt, Maria, who mostly raised her, she did have her mom, Anna and sister Mary were, she was close to them as well, but aunt Maria basically raised her. And she's the one who really started to get nervous thinking something is wrong with Natty. This is just not right. So she called the police and they listened to some of the calls that she'd recorded and they agreed that it seemed odd, but they said, since she's an adult, it doesn't require an investigation. Right. Same shit, different day. Right. So finally, after the family has just been worried sick for many months, she texts her aunt and tells her she needs help. So Maria asks her sons, to go and check on her. And when they find her, her hair has been torn out of her scalp. Her fingernails have all been peeled back. Oh my God. And she's beat up and bruised. I mean, she's in quite a state and she's absolutely terrified. So they put her in the car and bring her home. Mm -hmm. And she tells them that she has been being trafficked. Right. The job, the job was a front for trafficking. The job was a front for trafficking. 
And she's basically been kept in this hotel and she's trafficked to very wealthy and powerful men. They dress her up in fancy clothes and they send her to fancy hotels and and she's forced to have sex with all of these people. One of her Johns is a judge in Miami. Oh my God. And has let her know that if, uh, you know, you were to ever say anything to anyone, well, you'd have me to reckon with. Uh, some of her Johns are police detectives. So she feels like she can't go to the police because she's totally unsafe in the justice system. Right. Um, as well as lots of other really wealthy men that basically, you know, the men that are holding her, that are sending her out on these jobs have made it clear to her, you either cooperate and do what you're told, or we will make life extremely difficult for you. She's scared to death. She's scared for her life. She's scared to go to the police. She's just scared to do anything. So, but at least they have her, her family has a hold of her, you know, mm-hmm. and they're trying to take care of her. And she goes and stays with her mom. And she says that Natty was on the phone all night, one night, and got more and more upset, but wouldn't talk to her mom about it. And a few days later, she announces she's going back to Miami. And her family freaks out and beg her not to go. Please don't, you know, no matter what. And Natty tells her aunt, they may touch my body, but they can't touch my soul and leaves. So they don't hear from her for a while. And then on the 1st of June, she, her boyfriend, apparently some alleged boyfriend calls her sister and says that she is missing. He says they were living in a place called Burke's Motel in Miami and that they had a fight and she stormed out. So her family calls her phone over and over and over to see if they can get anything from her. Nothing. They text her, you know, nothing. So they report her missing and they do everything they can. They go to Miami and they go into all of these nightclubs and hotels. They put flyers out everywhere. They talk to everybody Mm -hmm. they can think of. They get a bunch of missing persons charities and foundations to, you know, help them and and help put the word out that she's missing. Nothing. So the police they talk to say they'll monitor prostitution arrests for Natty. Nothing. The police have her marked missing by her own accord. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. We know she was being trafficked. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're, oh my God. So her family thinks, well, maybe we can get her to just come home. They're still hoping that she's receiving their voicemails or something, you know? Mm-hmm. So they they let her know, or try to let her know, that they have a 20th birthday party planned for her, that she should come home for it. But she never shows. Mm-hmm. And now it has been nine years. She'd be 28 years old now, and there's still nothing. They've never heard another word. Thank God. And they're just absolutely shattered by the whole thing. Yeah. That's just horrifying. It truly is. So, yeah. 
So, I mean, obviously she was being trafficked, but we know very little after she got back to on or to uh, Miami what happened. So, what we do know is when she left the Burke's Hotel or Motel, she took a phone call on her boyfriend's cell phone to some unknown number, and he says she got into a mysterious car with people he didn't know and drove off. So that's literally all we know. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Christy's going to take a look at this case and tell us what she thinks. Hey there. I'm Christy Brower from True Crime Paranormal. You know me from our podcast. But what you may not know about me is that I am a professional psychic and healer. I've been doing this work professionally for 15 years and, you know, more like 25 when it comes to working on myself. So as a reader, I'm very straightforward. I will always tell you the truth of what I see. I don't sugarcoat things. I want you I want you to hear the truth and be have all of the information that you need to make the best choices moving forward. As a master healer, I am a teacher and uh, an energy healer, an aura reader. I've had thousands of clients over the years in energy healing. I can heal all kinds of issues for you on the energy plane. And of course, that's only part of what needs healing generally in a situation. But healing on the energy plane is super important. It's the subtle things that keep problems hanging around, that keep old relationships from being able to be released for good, that keep, you know, painful things still stuck inside of you in some way or the other. So I love working with that kind of energy. So I do take private clients. The easiest way to come see me is just go to truecrimeparanormalpodcast.com. About halfway down the page, you'll see where it says get a reading with Christy and you can click a link. That'll take you right to the place where you can schedule with me. So I don't work a hotline anymore. I just take clients direct. And that's the way I really like to do it. My uh, preferred way to read is over the phone. But I can do a video call if you ask for that when you schedule your appointment. But I really look forward to working with you. Uh, reading people's energy bodies and and working with you in your life is really just an honor for me. I appreciate the opportunity and the trust that you give me. So if you'd like to connect with me, go to truecrimeparanormalpodcast.com and you'll see right there where to schedule with me. I look forward to getting to know you. All right. Welcome back to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver and I'm here with my sister, Christy Brower. We are talking about the Natty Perez case missing from Miami, Florida, from June 1st, 2012. So, Christy, I've given you a little time to sit on this case. What do you think? First of all, I think the police in Miami are assholes. I'm, I'm just stunned by the lack of care for her as a human being. Mm-hmm. And the knowledge that she was being trafficked. I just, it's just, un, it's unfucking believable, to be perfectly yeah. honest. So, 
here's my sense of Natty. When Natty went home, she was on the phone because the other, some of the other girls that were, you know, tricked into trafficking were at risk because she left. They were being threatened. Harm was being threatened because she left. And so she promised to come back so that they wouldn't hurt these other women because she knew they weren't lying, man. They would, they didn't care. Uh Didn't care at all. So she went back thinking that she's protecting these girls. Now, I'm sorry, but that boyfriend is sketchy as hell. Uh, my sense of him is that he was involved in the trafficking and that she was living with him so they could keep an eye on her because they were worried about her turning in this whole, you know, bringing this whole ring down. Uh-huh. Um, I believe she was drowned. She was, she was strangled and then thrown in the water, but she wasn't, um, she wasn't dead until she got into the water. Uh, they they got rid of her because she was a liability. She really had a strong spirit. She really wanted to live. She really wanted to be a singer. She really wanted her life that she had every right to. She wasn't as submissive as a lot of the women that they had uh, tricked into this trafficking ring. And that put her at risk. She tried to come back. She tried to help, you know, keep the other girls safe. The, the problem was that she has she never had any control over that situation whatsoever. None. I'll tell you what, that boyfriend knows exactly what happened to her. He's such a liar. He just did what he did to keep himself out of hot water. Yeah. But he knew. But I do feel that she was um killed by people in the trafficking ring, men. Because she was a liability. She was, they were afraid that she was going to, you know, squeal, basically. She had come back and was trying to be compliant and, you know, it's okay. I'm not going to tell anybody. It's, you know, I'm going to stay, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. They didn't really trust her. Yeah. Because, you know, she was trying to, oh, I don't know assert her own rights over her own autonomy and her body and every, her life. Like they didn't have any right to steal that from her and she didn't want to let them, but she felt very responsible for other women Mm -hmm. that were also involved. And she was much more assertive than many of them were. And so she felt like that Powerade makes it look like you're drinking blood. That is hilarious. That color. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Sorry. Twice now you've done it. And I'm like, that color is so weird. It's not. I, yeah. It's that new watermelon one, but <laughs> sorry. I digress. She yes. Was just trying, she was much more, yeah, as I do. She was much more, um, she was just much more assertive. She just wasn't going to just give in. And a lot of the women that had ended up in this situation came from bad situations and didn't have supportive family and they just kind of gave up. And that wasn't true for Natty. She did have family. She yeah. did have support. And she didn't want to just give up. And they couldn't. They couldn't keep her around. Because she was she was going to squeal on them. Yeah. 
Well, let me validate something for you because I didn't say anything about uh, the other girls, but uh, there were other girls, mostly some that had been tricked like her. A lot of them were foreign and really had absolutely no way out. And so I want to validate for you what you're saying because uh, definitely that was the case. And there were a lot of girls there who had no place to go. One of the other things I didn't bring up is that uh, they were keeping these girls uh, addicted to drugs. That was a part of what kept them there and kept them compliant. And it seems as though maybe she kind of bucked that as well. Yeah. She just wasn't going to play. She just wasn't, you know, she hadn't been beaten down to the point that she was just going to give up and give her life up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's such a sad case. Well, thank you. I, I think it's important every so often that we revisit these trafficking cases because we have got to remember that stuff like this is happening across the globe, but it, the trafficking uh, industry here in the U.S. is li- alive and well. In South Dakota in May, 24 children went missing. 24. God. And most of them were indigenous. Oh, Oh, and most of them are classified as runaways. Of course, because just like this, Mm -hmm. missing of her own accord or whatever. Oh, my God. Which is what keeps happening because these kids keep getting promised tales of grandeur like this and Mm -hmm. lured into bad situations. Now, some of those missing kids have come home. That, That number isn't 24 anymore. Some of them have been located, but many of them haven't. And you know that at least some of them have walked right into situations just like this. Of course they have. An opportunity for a better life. You want to think that you can trust people. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's why we have to continually talk about trafficking, what it looks like, how it's happening, and continue to educate our teenagers about what this could look like you know, how things could happen. And and I'm not victim blaming in any way. This was not Natty's fault. No, no, but we need to traffickers, but to protect our, our kids, mm-hmm. like, Hey, the it's more sounds- we can educate our kids and ourselves, the less likely they are to be trafficked. So recognize it. Part of the reason that it was recognized in Natty is because her family was persistent, you know, right. They didn't just get pissed and be like, okay, fine. Well, I guess you don't want to talk to me. You know, right. they kept pushing. They kept pushing. They kept going, you don't sound right. Things aren't right. Well, they knew they her. Went to the police. Yeah, they knew off. her. They cared about her. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's important. That's an important um, issue to bring up is that it's not that everyone that gets trafficked is has no one and has no support. I mean, that isn't right. true. There are all kinds of scams like this. Do you remember back many years ago when there was some skeezy stuff going on in our area with with asking girls to come and uh, and do a photo shoot because they were looking for models? Yeah. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And there was some creepy stuff and you wanted mm-hmm. to do it. And uh-huh. our mom was like, yeah. no Not way. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something goes way wrong with this. But they mm-hmm. knew. But she knew. Yep. Yep. They don't, this is not how that works. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. exactly. Yep. Poor Natty. It's everywhere. It just yes. breaks my poor heart. Natty. It's awful. Her, her poor, poor family. family. Oh, my yep. God. 
with no resolution. The police don't give a damn. No. Don't even try. As soon as they heard prostitution, which they heard prostitution when her family was saying trafficking. Trafficking. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. God. Yeah. So, again, remain aware. If you have kids, be very aware of their social media. Talk to your teenagers. Let's all just vow to continue to make noise about true sex trafficking. Let's all vow to pay attention and to continue to educate ourselves and other people because this Definitely. isn't going away. When we have something to do everything we can. Be true, it probably is. Mm-hmm. Do your homework. These days, it's not that hard to do your homework. Mm-hmm. When we were kids, we relied on our mom's intuition, which was tremendously strong and yeah. kept us out of trouble many times. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some Google searches and some verification of something being legit and real, mm-hmm. super important. Absolutely. Yep. Well, this is our Tuesday case. So we yeah. will be back tomorrow with one more brand new case this week. We'll be back tomorrow night with case updates, and there are a bunch. Oh my goodness. We'll be back Thursday night with the Psychic Hour. And then over the weekend, Friday and Saturday, you'll see pop-ups uh, randomly popping up with both of us. So yes, you will. that's what's going on. If you'd like more information about us, just head over to truecrimeparanormalpodcast.com. You can join our Patreon. You can check out our merch. You can join us over on Facebook and Twitter. You can join our discussion group on Facebook. And, of course, you can suggest a case all right there on our website. So You can also get a reading with Katie or I. Yes, most definitely. Please like, share, follow. That helps us a lot. And drop us a comment. I'm curious to know what kinds of techniques you have seen in your area that could look like trafficking. Or if you've ever had an experience with a near miss, let's talk about it. What have you guys seen in your areas or with your family members? You know, we've all heard like we had a cousin years ago that was the same age as one of my daughters who was supposed to meet a guy at the movie theater and her mom got wind of it. She was 12 and mom showed up at the movie theater uh, instead of daughter to discover a 25 year old man there waiting for her at the movie theater and he's in prison because uh, once they got a hold of his phone, they discovered that he'd been doing this for a while. Yeah. But uh, this kind of stuff is everywhere. So anyway, I would love to hear your thoughts and uh, and your experiences because we need to know, Hey, Natty was tricked by a a singing job. Mm -hmm. We knew of a modeling thing that was a scam when we were kids. Mm-hmm. What else, you know, what else, what other tactics are they using? One of the best things we can do is talk about it so that yeah. we're giving other people information. Everybody, you know, can hear everybody else's experiences and be like, okay, now I know what else to watch for. Most definitely. Most definitely. All righty. Well, this has been another production of True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care. Bye, guys. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform.
If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.